Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left is the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. How's it going, King? I'm fantastic, thank you for asking. <laughs> yeah, really good. Really you know good. what this week is, don't you? It's this, well, I don't know, what is this week? This is the start of the regular season oh. of the NFL, King. I should have known that, really. Should, yeah. <laughs> I should have known that. Games kick off on Thursday, the New England Patriots taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, indeed. Uh, what a game. Then, what yeah. a game to kick off with. Yeah, and then Sunday we've got a whole slate of them, so yep. we've made it to the regular season. I know. Got this... through pre-season, no more fake games. Yep, we're past fake the bit I love, the old draft process, and now we're, are we ever... At the start of the oh, season. And the rosters have been slashed to 53 as well. They so have. They have. Makes my life a little bit easier now, looking at my uh, my roster sheets. Yeah, you've trimmed trimmed your spreadsheets down somewhat. <laughs> yeah. No, good. Yeah, no, I'm excited. bigger, holding all the people that have been cut. I don't know why I did it, but yeah. maybe they'll come in handy later on. Yeah. I'm going to be in a whole weekend just watching NFL games. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. Let's do it then, because we've still got to do the NFC and AFC South teams this week. We do, yeah. We've done the East, the North. And the West. We have. I'm not in that order. No. So now we're going to do, we've got one more lot to do. But before we do that, King, we start with the news because stuff happens, and especially with a cut to 53. Yes, indeed. And as always, Jim, let's just set the expectation. You've not told me anything that you're going to talk about. It would be rude for me to on, tell on, you. On the news. So this is, uh, a, again, a live reaction. You everyone. surely know all the news anyway, though, King. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do. Excellent. I do. Let's start with my boy, Le'Veon Bell has finally signed a $12.1 million franchise tag. That was signed yesterday, so Le'Veon did what he said. Start of September, he's come back to the, the roster. Yep. And uh, just good news all around, I guess. How, let's, that's not really news for me. How <laughs> do you feel about that, being that he's your favourite player? Well, probably is your favourite player, I think, actually. Possibly. So, uh, how well, do you I'm feel happy, about him? Of course, because he's... In my opinion, the best running back in the league. How many reasons do you have to come back? 12.1 million reasons to come <laughs> back this season. I think I'd come back for that. Yeah. And so what is... I'm kind of resigned myself to the fact that he will run through this year on the franchise tag. Mm-hmm. They will re-sign him on the franchise tag next year. Yeah. And then he's gone. The free agent. Yep. We can only keep him for two years on the franchise. And the way the Steelers operate, they're not going to break the bank for him. And they've obviously offered him probably the same as Antonio. He didn't want to take it, which is fair enough. But yeah. it means that we get to run the wheels off him for two more years and then good luck, you know, somewhere else. Yeah, it sort of coincides as well with what our expectation is of Ben Roethlisberger's sort of left yeah. in his career, frankly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a terrible sentence, sorry about that. <laughs> um, You know, I how long know. he's got left. So, uh, you know, and then potentially you guys will be in rebuilding. Again, I think it's going to be two years again. I think yeah. Ben will stay for two more years. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown will be the one, a bit like Jerry Rice, just left with everyone else gone at the end of it. You know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm expecting in two years for, for Bell and uh, Roethlisberger to probably go at the same time. Yeah, and then it's... Uh, rebuild. Rebuild. Yeah. Slash, you're the Steelers, so you're always going to compete. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Frustratingly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on then. So, talking of quarterbacks, Joe Webb. Yes. Old man Joe Webb has signed with the Buffalo Bills. That's because of injuries, though, correct? Tyrod Taylor's still in concussion protocol, so the Bills have signed up. Quarterback Joe Webb. Webb spent the preseason with the Panthers, but didn't make their 53. And the primary backup for the Bills, TJ Yates, is also in the concussion protocol. So Webb's been brought in and is expected to start ahead of rookie Nathan Peterman, who we talked about in the offseason. We did. We won't talk about it now. No, we won't. So, 
Joe Webb had a pretty good preseason. I know you don't watch it, but uh, I don't really watch. He it. did okay for the Panthers. Uh, he, um, he, yeah, he did okay. He's 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 an all right player. He's hmm. dotted around now. Primarily but, wide receiver and uh, special team stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, he started court back originally, didn't he, at the Vikings? Um, yes. And now he's uh, dotted around a few teams, played a few different positions, a la Terrell Pryor. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think he's a solid guy. He's um, he's a two way threat. He's as as you mentioned, playing wide receiver. He obviously can run. Um, he's never been the, the greatest thrower, but you know certainly someone who can fill a gap for a couple of weeks while uh, while the other two get healthy. Yeah, yeah, solid pickup from the Bills. <laughs> it's a backup move. It's, it's, a, it's just a. Yeah. He's a, a third faster. choice. He'll be third choice if not cut in a few weeks' time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's move down to Tampa. Yep. Uh, the Bucks needed to create a roster spot for safety TJ Ward, who has been cut from the Broncos. Yeah. And they did so by handing JJ Wilcox to the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. The Bucks gave the defensive back plus a 2019 seventh round pick King in exchange for the Steelers giving a sixth round pick in next year's draft. Okay. So. Yeah. Just... That's not bad for JJ Wilcox as far as I'm concerned. No, no, you've done well. You've done yeah. well. I think that fits, fits two teams. Mm. Needs, frankly, they get TJ Ward. Absolutely. We get JJ Wilcox. Yeah, I think everyone's happy. Everyone's happy, except for the Broncos fans. Yeah, who probably scratching their heads still. That's yeah, why he's gone. Strange one. They reckon that newcomers in the in the Broncos roster are going to fill that gap, but uh, okay. okay. TJ Ward's a good player. He's a very good player. Strange one that, but mm. yeah, I think uh, Steelers and Bucks will be very happy with that transaction. Mm. Moving on, mm-hmm. uh, the currently Oakland Raiders. Uh, yep. Trying out three kickers at the moment. That's Mike Nugent, Josh Lambeau, and Marshall Cohn. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian Anikowski con- continues to suffer with back problems. This follows a contact a contract standoff, as to say, mm-hmm. between the kicker and the franchise after the Raiders have been trying to rework his salary down from the four mil he's expected to receive <laughs> this year. So far, there's been no back down from Seabass, and uh, Josh Lambeau looks to be the st- staking a claim to take over the kicking duties for the Silver and Black for the first time since Janikowski was taken in the first round of the 2000 draft yeah 17 years he's been kicking he has for that team he has but you know about Josh Lambeau I do ex-Chargers kicker I do he's didn't right. he miss you the uh, that game that could have got you into the playoffs yeah probably last year, that year before last yeah he definitely did um, he's <laughs> um, the Chiefs, he's not a bad kicker though people miss kicks occasionally they do and just annoyingly that Ask was uh, that was a big one but um there's some. They've got some decent options there. To yeah. be fair, as as far as second second stringers go, it's mm. not been a good off season for Florida State kickers because no. Aguayo's been dropped, and, and now you've got a, a contact contract dispute. Don't know which one it was. Based on what you said, <laughs> yeah, both his back and his wallet are hurting <laughs> right now. So that's it. So uh, yeah, it's um, they got some solid options. They'll sort it out with Seabass. Uh, He's been there a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott and uh, the suspension that may or may not happen drags on King mm-hmm. um, we're in complete limbo now no one knows what's going on NFL are trying to stop appeals NFLPA are trying to make appeals um, and for all we know Ezekiel is practicing with the team yeah. and Garrett is hoping he's got him selectable on a Sunday yeah it's an interesting one I don't know why they're stopping appeals because I, I think you you have a right to an appeal don't you but it's uh, mm-hmm. it's a bit of a strange one it's the old private organisation doing what they want, isn't it? I think. Yeah, I guess so. It's um, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's difficult. It, we, we've we've touched on this previously on a on a previous podcast. Yes. Um, but you just, as a fan, especially when it's it's such an iconic player. I know he's he's only going into his his sophomore year, but he's uh, 
he is polarizing. He's he's one of the better running backs already in this league. Um, you know, and it does impact fans because there's there's fantasy. fantasy <laughs> yeah, some people drafted him, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, uh, or draft, yeah, and um, <laughs> there's fantasy implications. So a lot of people just want a resolution. Um, you know, not just the players, the owners, and the NFL themselves, but you know, a lot of the fans I think are invested in this one way or another. So. Uh, I just want to know what's going please, on. You can't please everyone now at this point. No, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, let's just... Uh, I just want to sort of hope that they come out with something soonish because they've got less than a week now. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just a very strange situation. They've left it far too late to really do this stuff. Yeah, they this have. This is too close to the start of the season. Do you think an option is to p- postpone any any bans they give him to next I think season? if you postpone it, it's it's done. I don't think they're going to be able to retroactively no, sort it's going it to be out. tough for them. But uh, it yeah, it's it harder so late. To impose it. So late, so late, so uh, interesting. What a mess! What a hot mess! Yeah, it is a steaming hot mess. Yeah. Talking of steaming hot mess, Brock Osweiler is back with the Denver Broncos. Yeah, game. on a rookie, on a not rookie, sorry, on a veteran minimum contract. Although he has already earned sixteen million this year. Yeah, the Browns had to pay him that sixteen point one mil. Uh, so the 2012 second round draft pick Brock Osweiler's returned to the Denver Broncos after clearing waivers. Not surprising. Following his release from the Cleveland Browns last week, it's a surprising move for the team that had appeared to evaluate him thoroughly through the 2015 season. Uh, but Brock is back in a middling quality quarterback group over in Denver. You had Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch were resting for the number one spot last season, and Chad Kelly was drafted this off season as Mr. Irrelevant. So that's yep. the last pick. Uh, but is currently in the reserve non-football injury group, and Kyle Slaughter, who we said not to bother remembering, actually was one who was brought in after the draft, but was a standout in preseason. So, but he's the one that got cut. So, even more head scratching in Denver, where they liked the look of Carl Slater as a backup. Chad Kelly's out with an injury. Yep. And uh, they've just brought back Brock Osweiler. It's just, it's, it's a strange move because there's going to be based on the success. I know he's he struggled at the Texans, and he didn't get picked up by the Browns. Um, but they're moving in a different direction. I don't think that necessarily has anything to do with his play. Um. You know, I think it has, certainly has something to do with his contract, but mm. it's a strange pickup for the Bron- uh, for the Broncos. I know they're comfortable with him, but the fans will remember that he had success there, and it's going to put a lot more pressure on on the likes of Simeon and, and Lynch, who they invested a first round pick in not so long ago. Yeah, um, just a bit of an odd move. I, I totally understand it from a contract perspective because essentially the the Browns have paid his his salary this year, and and they're playing him paying him a nominal amount to to have him on the roster. So. I get it from that from a business standpoint, but I think it just. But you're still it's left with cause, Brock Osweiler. Yeah, but it's going to cause controversy with that with that quarterback group. So, bit of a strange one there. But is we'll it? See what happens. Well, I don't know. Is he really going to challenge either Simeon or Paxton Lynch we've, for that starting job? We have seen what that fan base can do with putting pressures on uh, pressure on ownership and coaching when Tim Tebow was drafted there. If Simeon or Lynch isn't working, there will be pressure to play Osweiler. And they are incredibly vocal. <laughs> we have seen this recently, so it's 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 not all right. Th- there is a comparison to be made there, so it's quite interesting. That's so interesting, though. It's just a strange move. Yeah. What strange news? Who picked the news today? I don't know. It's outrageous. <laughs> it's outrageous. Let's let's finish with the news then. That's enough news for right now. Yeah, I just wanted something definitive, and so far I've given you absolutely <laughs> yeah, nothing. We've got no answers. No, just keep saying the word interesting and see what happens. <laughs> That's okay it. then, King. So no over the last three weeks, we've been talking about the AFC and NFC West, North, and East. Yes, we've got to do the South this week. We have. I'm, I'm excited ask... about the South, actually. Okay, 
So I'm going to let you decide if we do the AFC or NFC first. Which one do you want to do? I really don't mind. I think we should go with the <laughs> AFC. You sure? <laughs> Are you joking? Yeah, okay, let's do the AFC. I think we should go for the AFC. Let's do the AFC. So we'll start with the team that won the division. That okay. is the 9-7 and seven Houston Texans. Yeah. It's been a big week for Houston. And nothing has. to do with football. Yes. It's uh, not, so, not good that Hurricane Harvey turned up. Yeah, not great. Even worse that Trump turned up. But that's something else. Well, that's... We've gone political there. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on that. I'm only joking. I don't even know who he is. No. Um, so let's talk about the Houston Texans then. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we reckon for their chances this season, King? That's what I always ask you at the start of this. Are they going to be better this season than last season? Um, the Texans, I think they're going to be about the same. Right. Personally. <laughs> I um, I think the, the having JJ Watt back in the picture is going to be huge. Yeah. Jadavian Clowney showed the sort of production we expected based on him coming out of, of the draft, being first overall pick. Mm-hmm. And having those two as bookends with the likes of Merciless coming coming around the outside as well is uh is is a frightening proposition. So that's uh that's gonna be an interesting one. And uh do we know what's going on with the quarterback situation yet? Uh it looks like Deshaun Watson is gonna st- well Ooh. I think he's gonna start. Interesting. But Tom Savage is still they're paying him lip service, I think, is what's really happening there. Okay. Well we're week we're less than a week away from, from week one. I know. But they don't have to name the, you know what Bill O'Brien's like he's not going to name a starter until well an hour before kickoff. Probably. well until the third quarter of the yeah, first exactly, game yeah exactly yeah <laughs> if it's not working for Savage then uh, in comes Deshaun Watson it's only the two of them in the 53 anyway so. yeah and Watson's look good Watson's look good he showed yeah, he poise in the preseason. Um I do take a look at the at some of the games and, and certainly some of the highlights and uh, yeah he has showed promise which is which is great yeah um, obviously a winner his record at Clemson speaks for itself, so uh, which I like. It was the one thing they really needed last season was a quarterback. Yep. And Tom Savage was there last season. He so was. He was. The fact they moved up to get to Sean Watson, and he's looked good in the preseason, and he's got some huge targets to aim at. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins did sign the monster contract, 81 million, five-year deal, 49 mil guaranteed. Yeah, I expect him to bounce back as well. Um, and he went yeah. to Clemson, so they're going to have a re- relationship there. They're going to... Mm-hmm. You know, that will help them uh, build that rapport initially, one off the field, and then I'm assuming that will translate to, to on-the-field play as well, um, which is good. Um, but like you said, when you make a, a first-round investment, it's similar to what we touched on with the Broncos earlier. Um, there is pressure yep. for, one, those guys to play early, and two, those guys to perform as well. So um, even if Savage is, is the week one starter, I expect to see Deshaun Watson moving forward um, and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing he just needs to take care of the football because that defence will 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 do the rest frankly uh, as far as I'm concerned it's, it's a respect thing that they haven't just gone and thrown Savage under the bus yeah yeah. but I think they know where they want the future to go yeah so I'd... why why hold it back where's the where's the groundswell of people wanting Tom Savage to start absolutely absolutely the reason I'm not willing to invest in more wins for this team is because I think ultimately they will be playing with a rookie quarterback um, and we've touched on this in a couple of the other previews where I don't know if that's always conducive to wins with year one, um, even with a fantastic defence. So I think if they're there or thereabouts, the defence going to keep them in games, could even win them some games. Deshaun Watson's absolutely got the ability to do that himself, but I just, it's the great unknown. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stick on that one and just, uh, and, and, 
and not go up or down. They have got a couple of problems with the line. So uh, Derek Newton, their right tackle, is out for the year with a knee injury. And uh, Dwayne Brown, their left tackle, mm-hmm. uh, there's been zero indication from either side that any progress has been made on Brown's con- contractual demands. The 10-year vet is hoping to get more of his remaining two years of salary guaranteed. But right now, he's due a base salary of $9.4 million yep. this year and uh, 9.75 into 2018. But none of the money is guaranteed. So in addition, he's been subject to fines up to $40,000 a day because he's holding out. Yeah, he's a good and player as well. He looks like he's going to start holding out. And the, the good news for Brown is that the people who have been uh, put in there to have a go have not been nowhere near as good as he is at left yeah, tackle. he's so. fantastic. He's a good player. Yeah. He's probably a top five. And they're going to need him to cover Deshaun Watson. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a shame he's holding out as well because that's one thing that you want as a as a rookie is to have at least an element of comfortability with your linemen. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll make a big impact. Uh, yeah, I'm still going to stick. Okay. Thank you, though. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> They've also uh, re-signed CJ Fedorowicz. For a twenty-one and a half million, three, uh, yeah, three-year deal. Yep. And Ryan Griffin, another three years, nine million, tight end. Yeah, it's looking, it's looking all right. They have lost a couple of big names. AJ Abue was the big one really early on in the off season. Yeah, it was. Cornerback went to Jacksonville for five years. John Simon, who I really like, at outside linebacker, he's gone to Indianapolis. So division move. Yep. And uh, Quentin Demps, strong safety, thirty-two-year-old, but he's gone to Chicago. Yeah, he was um, he was the famous pickup in Hard Knocks a few years ago. Mm. Demps came in real late in training camp and and won a roster spot and and has played really well over the last couple of years. Been very solid for them at safety. So uh, yeah, that is a loss, frankly. Um, yeah, I'm still going to stick. Though, thank you for that information. That's all right. One of a bit was that Co Moore was brought in from Arizona on a one year deal, but he got cut due to a hamstring injury. Right. Okay. So unlucky for Co. But uh, yeah, I think the. I actually quite like the, the Texans a bit of a dark horse. Ooh. They they looked really good. In, they got to the playoffs and they had a chance against the Patriots if they just had a quarterback. Yeah. And also Will Fuller's fit. Yeah. He's on the active list now. So There you go. You love a bit of Will Fuller. I do love a bit of Will Fuller. You love yeah. a speedy, slender receiver. Don't yeah. He's still right. So, okay, that's enough of the Texans, I think. Let's move Unless on. Is there anything else you want to say? No, no, I'm good. Stick. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about the Tennessee Titans, shall we? Yes, let's. Now, I mean, we could talk about the Tennessee Titans on our own if we wanted to. We could, but I don't think we should. I think we should draft in some help on this one. Yeah, and what help as well, by the way. So I think we should welcome in the chief writer and editor of TitansOnline.com, King. You know, if it's about Tennessee and he doesn't know it, it's not worth knowing. It's the one and only Jim Wyatt. Hello, Jim. How are you? I'm doing great. I appreciate you guys having me on. Well, thank you for coming on, man. Yeah, uh, thank you. Our first bona fide American, I think, as well, which is always an honour. <laughs> um, I don't know how much time we've got with you, so we just want to fire through a few questions. That's okay. Okay, that sounds great. Excellent. Uh, well, it's the start of a new season coming up this weekend. Um, it was a good season for the Titans last year. They got a nine and seven record. Are we going to improve on that this year? What, what do we reckon? Well, I, I, I certainly think the team has potential to to equal last year's mark and and better it if uh, if some things fall into place. I mean, the, the key leaders return from a team that went nine and seven and and uh, beat five teams that went to the playoffs and uh, and tripled the win total from the previous year. You know, Marcus Mariota is back and healthy, and uh, you know the supporting cast has gotten even better this off season with the addition of Eric Decker. Corey Davis, T.Y. Taylor, 
And then, you know, some of the key players returned from last year, including the entire offensive line. So the offense should be even better uh, in 2017. You know, Derrick Henry, another year under his belt. DeMarco Murray coming off a year when he finished third in the league in rushing. And then on the defensive side of the ball, this team made some some key additions, you know, from Logan Ryan at cornerback to, uh, to Jonathan Cyprian at safety, Sylvester Williams in the middle at nose tackle. Uh, Dory Jackson was a first-round pick by this team who's going to help you know, on the defense and on special teams. So um, the, the team uh, is certainly built to win, but you've got to go out and do it. You've got to win the close games. You've got to stay healthy. You've got to keep that winning mentality. Do you think the addition of uh, Corey Davis allows you to have more of a balanced offense rather than a predominantly rushing one, or do you think you'll stick with uh, w- with what got you those nine wins last season? Well, I think it's going to be a week-to-week uh, situation on offense. I, I do think Corey Davis, you know, because of the size, his athletic ability, he's going to help them stretch the field. He's going to go up and win one-on-one battles. He's going to give his team a weapon that uh, is different than what they've had around here, uh, you know, in, in previous years. And you know, Eric Decker, Taywan Taylor, a couple of new guys, uh, you know, joining the team, and Rashard Matthews, uh, you know, coming off a year when he led the team. You know, in receiving yards, I mean that that's a pretty good group of receivers to throw to, and uh, and Delaney Walker obviously proven he's he's one of the most talented tight ends in the league, so they can win that way. But um, I, I think you know it's going to depend on what defenses try to do to them, because I think sometimes uh, when teams try to stack the run to stop Murray and Henry, it's going to invite them to throw it, and uh, I think I think the Titans are capable of uh, of putting up some good numbers in the passing game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Delaney Walker's been a mainstay of you guys for for the longest time. It's his uh, 12th season now, I think. But you've got a couple of other tight ends in that 53-man roster. Philip Supernor re-signed for three mil uh, for two years. And uh, Johnny Smith. I mean, if someone was scratching around for a, a fancy tight end, Jim, what do you reckon about Johnny Smith? Is he, he going to get some game time this year? Well, I think he'll play. I mean, his numbers, I'd be surprised if his numbers reach a level where he's uh, a must-play in fantasy league, <laughs> but you never know. I mean, uh, because, and the, part of the reason I say that is because Delaney Walker is a tough guy to take off the field. And, and mm. he, you know, he's come in about 10 pounds lighter than he was last year. You know, he's cut pork from his diet. Uh, you know, he's, he's 245 instead of 255, and he looks fast. And he's, he's – uh, catching the ball well, you would never tell he's been in the league for so long. And coming off, uh, you know, a, a second straight Pro Bowl year, and, and uh, following a, an off season when he turned 33, he's he's motivated to prove that he he's still got plenty left in the tank. And uh, he's going to be, uh, you know, John U. Smith is going to help this team, no question, moving forward. Delaney Walker's not uh, he's not ready to take a back seat to anyone just yet. I couldn't give up pork, so he's done better than I could on that one. I think. <laughs> <laughs> do you um, do you expect a young guy to to emerge with uh, with the likes of sort of Derek Henry taking a back seat to Demarco Murray? Is that is that a young guy that can step in and second year really uh, sort of improve on on sort of the limited play he had, but he showed real promise. Yeah, I think Henry's definitely capable, and I think he's been able to prove that even more with Demarco Murray dealing with a hamstring injury. You know, throughout you know training camp and the preseason I mean Derek Kenner's gotten a chance to play and he's gotten a chance to show showcase himself even more than last year uh they've got a good problem there in having two good backs you know the only 
negative that comes from it is that uh, it seems like uh, it's, a, it's an unanswered question for a lot of fans is because they uh, everyone wants to know the most popular question I get is is uh, you know how's the division of carriers going to be between DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry and a lot of Alabama fans in this neck of the woods that uh, would like to see Henry uh, get more opportunities. Uh, you know what I also the way I always answer it is is kind of referring to Mike Malarkey, who continues to say that DeMarco Murray is going to be this team's workhorse, and um, you know because he catches the ball well out of backfield, he's good in pass protection. Again, he was third in the league in rushing last year, so he's a tough guy to take off the field. But again, with that said, I mean Henry has performed well, and he's one of those guys that uh, I think when he plays, he's going to do. Uh, a good job, and he's going to call. And those questions are not going to go away. Yeah, he's um, he's, they're both, obviously both rushing behind. In my opinion, it's probably my favorite. I don't know if they're they're the best yet. I think the Cowboys would argue it. But your offensive line's fantastic. I'm a I'm a big Taylor One fan. I think he's he's going to emerge as as one of the best left tackles in the league, uh, if not the best this season. And and obviously Decker was an All Pro last year, so. Uh, both of them are going to get opportunities to get some yards from scrimmage. Well, the the line is good, and uh, you know with Taylor Lewan and a pro bowler and Jack Conklin and all pro, and then the team returned its interior line. You know Josh Klein on one side, Quentin Spain on the other, Ben Jones in the middle. Those guys know what to do. That's the big uh, key going in this year. And Terry Rubisky, the offensive coordinator, said from from the very first day of the off season, the very first day they broke the huddle in OTAs. Those guys are on the same page. They know what to do. They know what's expected. They know the mindset. Uh, they got a good feel for the backs by running behind them and the quarterback is lining up behind them. Now they just got to go out and do their job. And, uh, you know, they, they, they paved the way for a really good rushing attack last year. They kept, kept Mariota clean, uh, you know, most of the season. Uh, and, uh, you know, he was hurt in week 16, but it was on one of those plays where he kind of escaped the pocket a little bit and was in, in space. So, uh, I, I think the line did a really good job and uh, certainly built to protect and built to to run the football again. Yeah, I liked how Taylor Lewan stepped up a few times and when people got in Mariota's face last year and uh, he showed some, some nastiness, which I think, uh, you know, it's, it's a bit more blue-collar. I, I quite like to see that from my lineman anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm sure a lot of the fans, he's a fan favorite there as well. Yeah, I mean he he he's one of those no nonsense guys. Uh, you know, every once in a while he will get a post play penalty. I know you know the coaching staff. I know Taylor Lewan, they both those guys. You know, both of them. You know, want to make sure that anything he does is is in between the whistles and doesn't result in uh, you know in a penalty that's going to hurt the team. But there's no question that his attitude and um, you know his mindset of, of kind of playing that. Uh, a rough, tough brand of football where you're not backing down from anybody. I mean, it's what they like to see. You just got to make sure you don't cross the line. Yeah. It's a fine line. It <laughs> is. It is. Sticking with the offense, do you, do you think that um, Adore Jackson, the rookie from USC, will uh, will get any touches on offense, or is he strictly playing cornerback this year? Well, I, I, I won't rule it out at the end of the season, but I wouldn't expect it anytime soon. I, I think the biggest thing... Uh, for Adore Jackson is is getting up to speed in the defense and being ready to help on special teams. I and mean, this guy's a dynamic player. He's already proven it here. He took a punt and returned it for a touchdown in the preseason and got called back because of a penalty. But that little snapshot there 
showed fans all they needed to know about what this guy's capable of doing. Now he, uh, you know, he's still finding his way in the defense. He's, uh, you know, he he worked with the starters in a couple of games during the preseason, he, and he, he he had his you know some lumps in in the game against the Bears here in Week Three. But uh, you know he's going to learn from the experience. He's definitely athletic and very talented. Seen him go up and find the ball in the air and and uh, and and snatch it away from defenders and knock balls down. I mean, there's no question he's got skill set. Uh, he's going to ha- you know, have to clean up his technique, continue to clean up his technique. He's going to have to get used to playing against you know, receivers at this level that are, that are even better than what he faced in, uh, in college and, uh, and, and, and have to deal with the rigors of a 20-game of a season. Uh, and that's not counting you know, playoffs uh, because of the preseason and, and the regular season. And that's different for a guy who's coming from playing 12 13 games in college so uh, I do think he's going to be a really good pro but I think um, you know fans looking to see him on offense they have to be patient yeah yeah. I just want to talk about the defensive backfield for a second Jim because obviously it's been a bit of an overhaul really you've got uh, Dory Jackson who we think might come in and and be a starter at cornerback you've also got Logan Ryan with a big pickup 30 mil from New England and then your two safeties Jonathan Cyprian 25 million from, from Jacksonville you know all about him and Brendan Trowick from Oakland, um, do they all slot in straight away to that scheme, or are we expecting Denoris Searchies come in still? Or what do we think about that backfield? Well, what, yeah, I mean, one guy that you really got to keep an eye on here, and those guys that you named are good players. Uh, Kevin Byer, the safety, who's a second-year player mm. uh, from just down the road at Middle Tennessee State, he was a third-round pick last year. I think he is of of the group in the secondary. He's a guy that's not going to surprise me if he makes the biggest leap as far as just making big plays. I mean, Logan Ryan obviously brings valuable experience here. He's a guy who's made a lot of plays in this league, got a couple of Super Bowl rings to his name, and uh, he was a good find for this team in free agency. Adore Jackson talked about him and, uh, and and what he's capable of doing and his his uh, potential. And, uh, you know, Jonathan Cipron's going to bring a tough, rugged uh, style of play and defense, and he's going to hit you going across the middle. Uh, Denor Cersei, obviously, uh, very, uh, been around this league, experienced, knows what to do. Mm. But Byard is a guy who, who had 19 interceptions in college, uh, you know, played a lot last year, but didn't, didn't create any turnovers or, uh, at least, or, or cause, you know, any huge plays. Uh, and I think that changes this year because I think he, he's a lot, he studied a lot more. He's a lot uh, playing faster. He, uh, you know, he's uh, he's done his homework on other safeties in the league and see, and been able to see how they've had success in the league. And that's got a hunch he's going to have a, a big season. You know, creating turnovers, intercepting passes. Um, you know, he's going to create some havoc in the secondary and a uh, guy that people will certainly know about when this season ends. We'll keep an eye on him then. Absolutely, absolutely. Great insight. And um, I was just wondering, with all those changes and with the additions, the young guys, who, who's is have any of those emerged as leaders, or who were the leaders on those de- on that defense? Well, defense has a good group of leaders, and, and three of them captains, and you know Brian Arakpo, Jarrell Casey, Wesley Woodard. I mean, all those guys are, are uh, you know are. Guys that have been here have been productive. They were captains last year, and um, I expect them to, to 
to be key contributors again this year. I mean, uh, this team's gotten to the point now where, uh, you know, they've got several guys who could probably stake claim or, or uh, could be, would fit the captaincy, captaincy role. Uh, but they've only got so many spots to hand out. I mean, Derek Morgan's another productive pro. Him and Arakpo, you know, last year getting after the quarterback, really successful, and uh, I expect that to continue this year. A guy like Avery Williamson in the middle of the defense has uh, certainly been a very productive player for this team for years. Uh, you know, I, I think the defense led by Dick LeBeau, who turns 80 on on uh, the day before the season starts. I mean, I think – uh, I think it's a group that, that's learned how to play together a little bit. They've had some new faces join them and uh, should be better. Yeah, we've uh, we've got someone who's disappointed, Dick LeBose, with, uh, with the Titans. <laughs> I might be a Steelers fan, Jim, but that's okay. <laughs> it was the right time for him to move on for both both parties. So it's okay. Um, to, and also, uh, was it nice to see uh, Brian Schwenker come back again after his scouting mission to Indianapolis? How much did he pick up in the, uh, in, in the coaching room for his brief stint there? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a very likable guy. Certainly everybody's glad to see him back. You know, I talked to him, uh, you know, his first day back in the building here. And, you know, he said he doesn't like, he's not a guy that likes to have regrets. But, you know, looking back, you know, he left his team in free agency, signed with the Colts, didn't work out there. Now he's back. I think he's very thrilled to be back. They're glad to have him back. I mean, he gives you a veteran backup, uh, who can at both center and guard and, uh, somebody goes down they've got a guy who's done it before yeah in terms of that then uh jim because you spend a lot of time with the titan squad it, who is like the most fun to be around out of that that team is there someone a natural joker in that lot that uh, you like speaking to they've got a good group i mean it's, it's funny i was talking to wesley woodard mentioned him earlier just about how much this team has changed since he's been here and, he, and it's like night and day i mean this this team uh, you know, several years ago, I was filled with guys. I shouldn't say filled with guys, but they had a handful of guys who, or who maybe, um, you know, brought others down. And uh, you know, just when things went poorly or things were going bad, they just weren't guys that you could rally around yeah. or would lift others up because they were probably more worried about their own stats and. And, and how they were going to do on Sunday and not as much worried about the team. I think now you look at this team and it's uh, got great leadership. I mean, across the board, they've got accountable guys. I mean, people that are not making excuses. I mean, everybody's got a different personality. Marcus Mario is one of the best guys I've ever been around. Just as far as he reminds me so much of Steve McNair, just the way he handles himself, never, you know, puts blame on anybody else, tries to take on any it take, tries to take ownership of things when they go wrong when it really shouldn't fall in his lap. He's a hardworking guy, but he, he's not the, you know he's not a guy who's going to say a whole lot and give you a great sound bite. He just uh, he just kind of goes about his work and in a very unassuming style. And, and a lot of other guys are like that too. That's the same way Demarco Murray is. Uh, you've got some other guys who are. Uh, you've got bigger personalities you know give you a good quotes um, you know always have the camera coming to them and that could be you know it could be a, a Bard who's got a big personality a Dory Jack has got a big personality Bryder Rackbow's got a big personality Delaney Walker has a big personality it's a, it's a team that's got a lot of different uh, you know a lot of different personalities and and uh, but, the, but the makeup is, is one of 
uh, of togetherness and teamwork and guys kind of buying in. And I think that's why things are kind of the change uh, for the better around here. I like that the people you mentioned with big personalities are also players that back it up on the field. It's uh, it's never good when the big personalities are the ones that are letting the team <laughs> down. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, it's it's it's, it's uh, you know, people want to see you talk with actions and not words some of the times. And uh, you know, the guys who who do have big personality are, are hardworking guys who who uh, who take a lot of pride in their in their game. So, uh, and I think the good thing about this locker room now is you've got guys who will keep keep the younger guys in check and if somebody's you know getting too uh big for the britches or or is overstepping things or, or getting out of the lane you know you got some guys that are not afraid to call them out and set them straight and uh i think that that's very healthy brilliant brilliant we've um if you don't mind i'm going to put you on us on the spot slightly and actually have a debate um, I don't know if you've listened to the podcast before about Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota. I'm I'm on the Mariota side. Oh, that's harsh. And I, I like both I'm, of them. <laughs> I'm just wondering if uh, if you can give us some insight and maybe persuade Jim to to join us on the Mariota side of the camp. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to say, I, mean, I like I like them both coming out. I think they're really going to be good pros, both of them. I mean, I've seen Jameis Winston play in person. You know, in that season opener back in 2015, it wasn't a great day for him, but uh, uh, like it was for Mariota. But he, uh, you know, people, uh, I find it interesting how people were ready to dismiss him and call him a bust after one game uh, his rookie season uh, because I think everybody realized that he's a special talent himself. I, mean, so I, I think both of them are going to be good. Uh, being around Marcus Mariota, I mean, I, I can't say there's anybody that uh, I'd you know, that I'd swap him for just uh, you know just the way he handles himself and and you know thir- heading into his third season you know his 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 stats on the field are remarkable thirty three touchdowns no interceptions in the red zone he's improved his accuracy he's a guy who's got uh, playmaking ability on the run uh, he's a great leader as I mentioned earlier uh, he's a he's a player that that other teammates want to rally around and um again I, I i bring up steve mcnair i covered this team back during that stretch of four you know playoff appearances in five years and two afc championship games and a super bowl and and he just kind of had a way about him that's very similar to marcus mariota and he, he was going to work he was going to do everything he could to will a team to a win he wasn't going to try to bring a lot of attention to himself and uh, you know he's the type of guy that when when the game is is close you want to have on your side. So he's um, I think he's got a really bright future ahead. Uh, he, they just got to keep him healthy and keep him from getting hit and and let him distribute the ball to an upgraded uh, group of receivers uh, on offense and, uh, and a really strong running game. If they can do that, I mean I think the I think the uh, sky's the limit for, for Marcus Mario and certainly the Titans are going to be well in their way. Oh, I think his best years are still ahead of him as well. I yeah. Think that, yeah, he did a great last season. Yeah, we we love them both. We just like to have a bit of uh, <laughs> bit of a debate about that one. I like, and I, I, what, one thing I'm, I think is great about those two is it's not the, the RG3, Andrew Luck situation or the uh, Ryan Leaf, Peyton Manning <laughs> situation where actually the two of them have played excellent football 
uh, and you can actually have a debate rather than one being a clear-cut winner and yeah. one being a loser. So actually, I think it's uh, it's great for football that they're both doing so well mm. and have both got developing teams. So that's that's brilliant. Jim, I want to say thank you so much for for taking the time to speak to us today, man. Um, yeah, we really appreciate all the stuff you do for Titans Online. We we read all your stuff and it's really insightful. So please keep doing what you're doing. And hopefully, we get to speak to you again real soon. That sounds good. I hope you appreciate you having me on. I hope you have a great uh, great week leading up to the leading up to the season kicking off. We do. Give everyone our best, man. Thank you so much, Jim. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 So there you go. Make sure you're following Jim on Twitter at Sports, and also check out all the articles on titansonline.com. Uh, you should be following that guy if you're a Titans fan. Yeah, what a guy. Yeah. What an interview. That was a real honour. That was a lot of fun and hopefully we'll get to speak to Jim again in the future. Yeah. Hopefully when they get through to the playoffs if he's got any time yeah. at that point. You Fingers know. crossed. I'm sure he'll be a busy boy around that time. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah no, that'd be great to have him back on. If he can just spend a little bit of time with a little old us then... Yeah. Uh, That'd be brilliant. But thank you so much, Jim, for doing that. And uh, yeah, so that's the Titans done. So now we've got to move on to the team that finished third yep. in the AFC South. And that was the Indianapolis Colts, 8-8, eight and eight, which wasn't bad considering they had a lot of injuries. They did. The season. They did have a lot of injuries, yeah. And they but still have no offensive line. They, no, they don't. But they do have Andrew Luck in the, uh, in the active list. Yeah. Even though they don't think he's going to start this uh, week one. Yeah, they did that a couple of years ago, didn't they? They kept him on the yep. on the list just for the play in case they made the playoffs. Um, he's pretty much the only hope they've got. So yeah, I understand why they do that. <laughs> um, yeah, strange but, one. But eight the big eight. one is they brought in Jacoby Brissett. That was the big news from uh, New England. Yes, it was. I don't think that's a bad pickup. They had to give away Philip Dorsett the other way, but uh, I think it was probably worth it. I think so. Have a, a real solid back because there's been such a disparity in quarterback play from their perspective whenever Luck has been injured. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, frankly, as well, it's, it's prolonged some of his injuries because he's had to play still um, because of, of that drop-off. So having an alternative might mean that maybe he misses an extra couple of games a season because uh, he does get banged up because of that offensive line or lack thereof. Yeah. But having an alternative means that it maybe takes some of the pressure off him to have to play um, which hopefully will will firstly serve him season on season so he's not out for so many games and secondly prolong his career because he's an exciting quarterback to watch so uh, that's that's good news for the Colts and yeah I, I, I think uh, they'll be happy with that trade I think a lot of the fans will be happy with that trade as well they've still got Moncrief and they've still got T.Y. Hilton they do so, and Kamara Aiken was the uh, the signing from Baltimore. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No good pickups. They I, reckon I'm su- that I'm surprised they're eight and eight though last year. Tozian's going to start week one against the Rams. Okay. So Brissett is going to obviously doesn't know the playbook, so no. it'll be silly to think he's just going to walk in as the starter. But, yeah. Um, he's there as the backup mm-hmm. until uh, luck is uh, fit enough. Yep, I think that's not a, good... a bad backup there. No, I like. He, I know we only saw him for one game. Uh, last year, but um, he's had a good preseason as well. Yeah, he looks like a good player. So yeah, good, so, nice, solid backup. It's, he's in no, there's no way he's gonna be competing with Luck for a starting job. So <laughs> no. some of the pressure's <laughs> off there. Um, yeah, nice, solid pickup from them. Some other big moves they made in the off season. Jonathan Hankins, defensive tackle from the Giants, came across for a three-year, twenty-seven million deal. Uh, they also picked up Jabal Sheard from New England, three years, twenty-five and a half million, and John Simon, who just said. 
from the Texans, what I said earlier, 13.5 mil. Yep. You're Apart a fan. Apart from that, I am a bit, of, <laughs> a bit of a fan of John Simon. No one knew that, but uh, yeah. I, don't, I, like, I, don't, I, don't I like Simon. Him. When you talk, no, you look at the Texans front seven and I, I thought Simon was a bit of a bullhawk, so. Alright. I, I, I just don't trust him, he's got play. two first names, so I don't trust him. You don't trust him with two first names, that's right. Uh, the other new, Christine Michael was uh, picked up in his uh, non-stop whistle tour of uh, every single NFL team. Yep. He is now on the injured reserve list, so... Oh, excellent. Good pickup. Yeah. <laughs> Solid pickup from the Colts there. Let's talk about some of their draft picks then. Malik Hooker was the first round pick. Yep, that was a good, really Not good pick. From really good State. pick. Yeah, I, I thought he would have... Uh, I actually thought the Chargers were going to take him in the top 10, so a uh, bit of a steal there for the Colts, I think. Yeah, and then they picked up Quincy Wilson, cornerback in the second round. Oh, yeah, Florida uh, yes. Gators, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, another another big bodied corner. Um, yeah, I liked him. Showed some uh, had some issues with his pro day, so he didn't show explosion um, and quickness. So I think that's why he dropped into the second round. But yeah. he's uh, yeah, could, could, will go in there, make a difference, be a starter, especially with the in, ish, ish, uh, sorry the injury <laughs> that uh, that you mentioned last week to uh, to Vontae Davis. Running backs a bit thin. They uh, they got Frank Gore, obviously the old man at thirty four. Uh, Marlon Mack was the fourth round pick out of South Florida they uh, re-signed Robert Turbin mm-hmm. for a two year 2.7 mil deal but they just picked up Matt Jones from the Redskins uh, off the waiver wire so it's a nice pick up yeah gives him a, little, a few more options there yeah when he's uh, when he's trimmed down we talked uh, we talked with Jim about Delaney Walker trimming down and, yeah. and looking more healthy when Matt Jones does the same he's uh, well he, he seems to always find his way to the end zone so that could mm-hmm. be uh, that could really help them because I think Frank Gore He's uh, he's a wily old vet, but he's uh, he's lost a step or two, and I don't think necessarily he's uh, as decisive in the red zone as as Jones is. They uh, they finally lost Mike Adams, strong safety. He's thirty six years old, went to Carolina. Yep, which is where all old people are going at the moment. Yep, they love it. And <laughs> Zach Kerr went to Denver, the defensive end. Eric Walden, outside linebacker, went to Tennessee. But uh, not too much was lost, I don't suppose, from the uh, the core group. No. No, not not really. Um, I do think if Luck's healthy, they're always in with a shot. But I think that other teams in that division are going to step up and and steal games off the Colts. Mm-hmm. So I actually can see them not huge drop off, but maybe seven and nine. Okay, from the eight and eight last year. And that's not to say that I think they're going to play worse football. I just think other other people in their division are going to step up and play better football this year. Let's move on then to the last team in the AFC South. Mm-hmm. That is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep. A three and thirteen season last year. Yeah, King. this is one of the teams. <sighs> so as usual, they've completely uh, cleaned house and spent some money. They have, yeah. In some big moves. Yeah, and they, AJ and Bowie, They're going to trade them in state again to the Dolphins. <laughs> let's, let's be nice. Okay. It? So AJ Bouet was the first one, sixty-seven and a half million, five-year deal from Houston. Yeah, great upgrade there, cornerback. Uh, Claire's Campbell. <sighs> That's some veteran leadership as well. Yeah. That's not only is he an excellent player, um, that's going to really help what is a very young and athletic and promising defence. Yeah, um, Malik Jackson they picked up last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got Michael Bennett. You've got Stefan Charles they brought in from Detroit. Uh, defensive tackle. Uh, he's another experienced player. Got Lorenzo McRae. He came across from Buffalo at linebacker as well as Matt Overton, long snapper. And Earl Watford. Uh, offensive linemen's come across from Arizona. Mm-hmm. Barry Church, preach the safety from Dallas. <laughs> Twenty-six million four-year deal. Yep, 
uh, if we look at some of the people that went out, mm-hmm. Jonathan Cyprian was the biggest name to Tennessee. It's yep. a good pickup for them. Uh, Kelvin Beecham went to the Jets. Yep. Good. Well, all right, left tackle. Uh, Luke Jokel finally got off their hands to Seattle. Prince Amukamara has gone to Chicago. Yep. Tyson Alualu went to Pittsburgh. And Devon House went to Green Bay. I could keep going, but I'm not going to. There are a lot of people that left <laughs> the uh, Jaguars well, they have in the to, offseason. Based on they the additions to, yeah. they've made, yeah. 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 It's, um, I think it's all for the better, though, so far. Jokel was uh, was a handicap. They invested yep. a high draft pick in him. I think second overall pick, actually. Yes. And they had to, uh, you know, they had to, to see that one through. Eat and that unfortunately, contract, that didn't yeah. work. Well, it's not. They're not so bad now. The rookie contracts. We're we're past the Sam Bradford, Matt Stafford days, but mm-hmm. it's uh, yeah, still would have earned a, a fair whack or two. So uh, you know, good for that guy, I guess. But better for the Jags. He's now gone. But I, I like the investments they've made. A nice balance of of sort of youth um, and also experience to go along with the likes of of Miles Jack, of uh, of Dante Fowler. Those guys yep. that are going to come in, and uh, and you know, obviously Ramsey as well. So hopefully that'll uh, that'll give them some confidence and some leadership to uh, to go around with those guys that are just running around the field making plays. So uh, <laughs> well, Dee Westbrook was brought in to run around and make plays. He Fourth was round pick out of Oklahoma. Yeah, he's not like, too bad as well at the moment. No, he's you're a Dee you're a Dee Westbrook fan as well, aren't you? I quite like Dee Westbrook. Yeah. No, he's, he's <laughs> what's wrong with that? No, nothing. I just was making an observation. No, he's uh, yeah, he made he made a ton of plays at uh, Oklahoma. So uh, fingers crossed he can emulate that success in the NFL as well and let's talk about the person that is touted as the next Adrian Peterson let's Leonard Fournette yeah yeah thoughts thoughts <laughs> I like is him he, is he going to be able to cover what could be the biggest deficiency in the uh, Jaguars team this year what their quarterback yes um, I think it will certainly help having a a big strong athletic fast running back yep uh, will absolutely help you saw even with a very good quarterback in Dak Prescott how much that assisted having the likes of Ezekiel Elliott come in as a rookie and and rush for what 1500 yards 1600 yards so yep it's um if he can do anything similar to that that will absolutely help because they've not had consistent running back play for a few seasons now which is uh, which has been frustrating for Jaguars fans and uh, yeah, yeah, Chris Ivory was injured more than he was healthy last year. He TJ Yeldon's Yeldon's. not a feature back, is no, he? No, really? he's an okay changeup, but yeah. he's not. He's not necessarily the guy. Um, so yeah, I like Fournette as a pickup for them. Um, I just don't know if he's one dimensional. That's the only problem. I don't know. How, I've not seen him at the backfield catching. Mm. Um, that wasn't the way LSU played, so that's not necessarily his fault. And I don't want to. I don't want to pigeonhole him, but at the same time. I've not seen it, so I can't com- comment on it, really. Uh, you'd like to think, if he can be a two-way player, he's going to be a real threat um, and put up big yardage. But if if not, we uh, we touched on this with, with Jim on, in the Titans. He's I don't necessarily trust Bortles to beat you throwing the ball at the moment, despite having some, you know, some decent weapons on the outside. Yeah, yeah. They've still got Hearns and Robinson, and now they've picked up, you know, Didi Westbrook as well. Yeah, Westbrook's there. They've still got, uh, well, I was going to say they've still got Julius Thomas, but they haven't anymore, have they? No, they've got Marquise Lee as well. Yeah, yeah, the uh, albino tiger. The albino yeah. tiger. He's uh, He's been less of an albino tiger over the last couple of years, actually. He's actually shown some things. But um, yeah, they've they've got some decent weapons out on the outside. Um, you just need to trust Bortles not to have a Bortles-type season. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've, they've done as much as they can, really, without 
drafting of a quarterback, I suppose. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's so difficult with the Jags, isn't it? Because you always want them to do well, and on paper they've got quite a scary-looking team, but uh, it just never translates. I, no. I think, you know, they've they finally got rid of um, Gus Bradley. Yep. And Doug Marone, I actually quite rated at uh, Buffalo. He obviously rated himself higher than anyone else rated him, which yep. is why he didn't stick around there. But uh, there may just be a chance that he manages to, to lift that team a little bit. Yeah, can't, can't get any worse, really, in terms of offense. No, you'd like to. Um, you'd like to think so. He's. Um, it's yeah, it's a bit of a strange one that situation. You know, it, it's and it, it's it's trickling down. I think that's not helped Bortles' development either. No. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it plays out in the next couple of seasons. Although we touched on, I, I might, I must say, because I mentioned the other player who I thought was a silly draft for the Cowboys and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jalen Smith, and I think Jack's going to have a big breakout year this year for for the Jaguars. Next to Telvin Smith as well, he's one of the the best young. We have to mention Telvin Smith on the Jags anyway. Yeah, <laughs> contractually obliged. Yeah, but uh, those two together could could make up a sort of Davis and and Keekly type. Ooh. linebacking duo so I oh. think that watch this space because he's uh, he's been announced as a starter at linebacker so what are they doing then big King? news what are they doing they're not winning three games they're not winning three they're not winning three games I think is that too rich I think they'll win six games Ooh, that is a good move up for them then. I think they'll win six games this year. that's not bad that's not bad maybe seven oh jeez that's going to be a crowded uh, AFC South if that's yeah. true yeah yeah. Do you think then? So, where, where are you positioned then? Who's who's winning the division? Do you know what? Out of respect, <laughs> for the, don't be a suck up for come the on. great Jim White. Don't be a Ryan suck up. I um I think the Titans are going to win the division. This yeah, year. I think they might do as well. I think the Titans are going to win. <laughs> I think the Texans will be second. I think that mm-hmm. the Colts will be third, and I think that the Jags are going to be. Four, let's call it fourth. Let's call <laughs> let's it fourth. Call it four. <laughs> out of respect for the Jags because they come here every year. They do. Yeah, um, and they jinx us every year because every year I say I think they're going to have a really good season. <laughs> so I'm giving well, you six we've, wins. We've learned from that. Because I was calling like 10 in seasons past. <laughs> yeah. Six wins. Six or seven wins. That's six, what I think. Six and ten. Six and ten is fine. It's not the best, but it's better than it's been for a little while, so. Yeah. Yeah. Thumbs up, maybe? Yeah, maybe, hopefully. All right, on that one then, King, let's take a break and let's come back for part two, all right? Let's do it. Welcome back, everyone, to the second part of the Jim and the King NFL podcast for preseason week four. We've been looking at the AFC South teams. It's time now, King, to look at the NFC South teams. Yep. And uh, let's start with the team that actually got to the Super Bowl. Let's do it. The Super Bowl runners-up. Oh, yeah. The first of the losers. There's no points for second place, guys. No. No. The Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. So... It was a good season for the Falcons up until the last five minutes of the uh, the entire season. Well, the last two well, quarters, basically. Give it two, all right, we'll give it two quarters. Yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, let's give them a quarter and a half. Last quarter and a half. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. They had a really good season up to that point. Yes. So, 20, 22 minutes? Should yeah. Give them that? Yeah. So, yeah. the last 22 minutes of the entire season. Yeah. They had a great season. They had an immense season, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They were 11 and 5. Yep. Didn't win the NFC. That was the the Cowboys who, who snuck that one. Yep. But uh, yeah, the Falcons got all the way there. Yeah. Uh, tasted victory. Mm-hmm. 
So as a result, no one's really talking about them this season. It's, it's been very quiet on the Falcons in terms of news, anyway. Yeah, not about, a lot I don't of know news. If you've heard anything, King, that I haven't heard. No, not not news-wise. No, but I just everything I'm hearing is positive. That actually, can they not do what the Panthers did last year and get to the <laughs> well, Super Bowl and then we'll get to them crash out? But mm. uh, can they use that as a as a building block and and as experience? They've uh, they've not had dramatic changes to their roster. They haven't. But the people they've signed have been pretty good. Yeah, this is the Let's, thing. The, uh, the additions they've made have been uh, have been sh- strong, actually. Sterling, Sterling uh, example once again from Mister Quinn um, <laughs> on how to uh, how to bring a team together. So let's talk about a couple of them. Then Jack Crawford from Dallas, mm-hmm. the defensive end, on yep. a three-year, eight-point-eight million deal. Uh, Dontari Poe, the nose tackle for Kansas City, slash quarterback, slash quarterback, a one-year, eight-million deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin Pasta from Cleveland one-year deal rental and Andre Roberts from Detroit a one-year deal at wide receiver yep they re-signed uh, Levine Toyololo Kamal Ishmael a safety uh, Leroy Reynolds linebacker and you're going to love this one Bliddy Ray Wilson who? <laughs> Bliddy Ray Wilson alright yeah of course <laughs> cornerback from the University of Connecticut for those of you who don't know uh, on a one-year deal yep they also signed D- Devontae Freeman or re-signed him to a long-term re-signed extension Devontae, yes 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 yeah, so not an awful lot of movement going on there. No. Uh, not even that many people left. Uh, the biggest uh, money move was Patrick DeMarco went off to Buffalo. Yeah. At fullback. Yeah, but you can replace a fullback. I know a good one makes a difference, but you can uh, you can replace those. Yes. And they've got Tevin Coleman and Devonta Freeman still there. Plus they drafted Brian Hill in the fifth round at mm-hmm. running back. So maybe some more competition there. Yeah, they've got some nice balance. Let's just talk about their draft picks then, because obviously they picked a bit low down, but they uh, took in Takaris McKinley, mm-hmm. defensive end from UCLA. Yeah. The guy that very famously started swearing on the podium in yep. front of uh, Deion Sanders. Yeah, and then started shouting, find me. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> God, I, I love the passion. I love the passion. Mm. I love the passion. I love the player, actually. Very mm. good pass rusher, which is something that, um, you know, for the last few seasons they've needed up until very, very recently with Vic Beasley emerging. Yeah. Um, but to have two of them always, always helps. You look at some of the teams more recently in the that have been in the Super Bowl that aren't called the New England Patriots. Um, yeah, a lot of them have been led by excellent pass rushers. So I think that can uh, that can only help them try and recreate the form they had last season. So I, I really like that pickup. They've had really strong drafts over the last couple of years. Yes. Mm. So it just means they haven't done an awful lot this off season. No, don't need to. Quite quiet. Yeah, well, exactly. If you've got, all the, yeah, you've got, if you've got the pieces 20, in play. 20 minutes away from winning it, then uh, it must be quite close. That's it. That's it. Just a couple of things then to uh, talk about. the uh, On the injured reserve list, you've got Quincy Morga, uh, rookie safety. They believe he's out for the season. But the type of injury king has not been disclosed. Interesting. That is interesting. That's your word for the week. It is. I've <laughs> never... That is my word for the week. I need to stop saying it. Um, they, I've never heard of that before. No. They've been very cagey about what exactly is... He's injured, but uh, yeah, I couldn't find out. I no. tried and tried and tried. That could be knocked on doors. You hope it's not serious and not something that they don't well, want that to for divulge. The season? Yeah, but you hope it's not something they don't want to divulge for a certain reason. So Ooh. fingers crossed, it's something that he can come back from quickly. Hmm. Uh, also, reserve suspended by commissioner list. You got Jalen Collins. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a ten-game suspension for his second drugs offence. That's that's quite harsh, but. Uh, just silly. Don't talk to me about 
second drugs offences. You, your team, not me personally. Your but... team, <laughs> no, I didn't assume you. Your team loves a second and third and fourth drug offence. So, um, you, if if anyone does want to talk about it, please hit Jim up <laughs> at Jim and the King on Twitter because yeah, yeah. he will have numerous stories to go through with you. He's got a wealth of knowledge. He's so a Steelers fan. Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah I, well, silly. Don't get caught, and definitely don't get caught twice. No. No. And uh, on the exempt list, you've got Rashid Hagerman. Mm-hmm. Now, this isn't a nice one for you, King. It's a bit of a felony watch, really. Okay. He was charged with three misdemeanors back in March 2016. In the police report, the victim alleged that Hagerman pinned her into a corner and pulled her hair while her young son watched. He then allegedly stole her wallet, cell phone and ID before pushing her down into the parking lot. Uh, she told police he was angry over a custody dispute earlier in the day. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Now... Rashid Hagerman, defensive tackle uh, from Minnesota, did all right on the field. I think I remember when I've seen him, he's he's played quite well, but that is irrelevant, and I'm uh, happy that he's exempt right now. Yeah, I am as well. I, I really don't like the regularity in which we're talking about domestic abuse incidents. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's, uh, it's not your fault at all, but it's... Just the messenger. It's, uh, yeah, it's not nice, and uh, yeah, he deserves however long suspension they want to mm. they want to give him if that's the case so yeah I'm not, I'm if, not necessarily angry he's uh, suspended it was three misdemeanors he was charged with mm. but then it's close to Ezekiel Elliott it is close to Ezekiel Elliott but I'm assuming I don't change that back up again <laughs> no <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm assuming Sorry. they have they have more concrete evidence in this situation because that's that's the oh, issue and the argument that Ezekiel Elliott's making mm. so uh, yeah it sounds as if based on the suspension they've given that they do are the Atlanta Falcons going back to the Super Bowl this year, King? I think they've got as good a chance as any other team, which is, again, super vague. But that is. I think they're one of the stronger teams. And you never know, because one team always emerges. It was the Falcons last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that they've got the tools. They've now got the coach. I'm a massive Quinn fan. Mm. Um, I think he's done wonders with this team, both with regards to their on-field play, but also the culture and attitude of their players as well. Um, despite the incident we've just mentioned, but he, um, yeah, I think he's, it, it's been a dramatic change since he's been there. Um, the additions he's made in the draft as well have been fantastic. His development of Matt Ryan and, and making him a true, true leader. Um, and then utilizing weapons and investing in players like Sanu as well, um, to assist. Um, so I think they've got all the tools to do so. It's just, you can never tell at this point that they have not played one single game. <laughs> they have not. But I think they are, they've got to be one of the favourites. And in my opinion, they should be. So It is nice to see someone who was coached by someone other than Bill Belichick be successful. Yeah. So yeah, to work underneath Pete Carroll and to come out and be successful, is a, it's nice to see. It is. And he's emulated um, the success that, that Seattle had. Mm. Um you know Almost. that was a that was a great rivalry them and the New England Patriots. So um, yeah, I like I like the addition. I like the mentality. I like the way he's built his team. So yeah, I I hope they do well. I like the Falcons, um, and I like Quinn. So yeah, got be okay. favourites. There we go. Let's move on then after Lights. that glowing praise for the Falcons again. There we go uh, to the team that finished nine and seven in the NFC South. Yep. That was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. We've, we've uh, mentioned them slightly earlier, haven't we? We did. We, we did. talked about Winston. We did. 
We did. I don't know if you've been watching Hard Knocks, King. I've actually we have got Game Pass, so I've been uh, watching all of the uh, the Hard Knocks episodes of Tampa Bay. I so haven't watched any. And oh, I want you need to, to man, because Jameis is brilliant. He. I liked him before Hard Knocks, and I like him even more now. I really like him. I just didn't like. He made really stupid decisions in college. Yeah, but, but everyone makes stupid decisions he's in college. It. Well, they shouldn't. Three everyone years. Everyone makes. It's three college. years, guys. You know my rule. Three years. Lock yourself in a room. <laughs> don't be an idiot. And, but I like the fact that he seems to be a changed man. He's making. Seems to be making good decisions off the field. He is such a character. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a great player. So yeah, someone you can really root for. Don't lock yourself in a room with Larry Tunsil, though. <laughs> That's probably a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Lock yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no gas masks and lock yourself in the ring. Let's have a look at some of the players they brought in in the offseason then. Chris Baker, uh, the veteran defensive end from Washington. Yeah. He features heavily in the show. Uh, 15.75 mil deal for three years. Uh, he's obviously a big, bigger personality on the camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert McLean, cornerback from the Chargers. Yeah. Any word on him? He's all right. <laughs> <laughs> he's not with me anymore, Jim. I don't care about him. <laughs> I thought you get some real good insight as a as a Chargers he's fan right. about. He's an okay player. He's all right, brilliant. Okay, let's move on. He's an okay player. <laughs> he, he will do a job for him. He's serviceable. He's not an elite guy. Uh, the big kicker news, of course, was that Aguayo was let go. He was rather than uh, flogging the dead horse. He was kicked out the door. They, <laughs> Nick Folk, old man from the Jets, has been moved in. Oh, say old man. He's thirty-two, so he's a spring chicken as far as kickers are going. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, another New York Jet alum. Uh, has come across on a one-year, three million deal. He is the official backup to Jameis Winston. Ryan Griffin is the other one. He was injured in preseason, right? Okay, uh, but he's still on the active list. So, uh, who else did they what? JJ Wilcox. He was in, but now he's out. Now it's TJ Ward. Yep. Uh, and Deshaun Jackson was the big money move. Thirty-three and a half million, three-year deal for the thirty-year-old wide receiver. Uh, from the Redskins. Yeah, that's... That's um, a big move for them. They needed some help, uh, you know, on the other side from Mike Evans. And they've had, got a bit of a... Bit of a bromance a... sorting themselves out as far as the show's concerned. I've not seen, so I don't know about I'm this bromance. You, but they, they love each other. I'm just talking about on the field, <laughs> that is the stereotypical one-two punch from with regards to wide receivers. You've got the slender, smaller, speedy guy who's the over-the-top threat, the deep ball threat. And then you've got the big-bodied... Guy who's the red zone threat, who yep. also just so happens to be very fast and a deep ball threat. So, yeah, they've done pretty well. <laughs> yeah. They've done pretty well. And, and uh, Chris Godwin, they picked up in the third round from Penn State at wide receiver. Yeah, he's a good player. Adam Humphreys had a good season at wide receiver last year for them. Uh, OJ Howard, they picked up in the first round at tight end. Yeah, what a steal that was, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, love that. Love that pickup from them. Um, yeah, they've got. They've now suddenly gone from having one very elite wide receiver and not a lot else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Cameron Bray a tight end. Um, yeah, tied for most uh, touchdowns for tight yeah. ends last season. Right. Yeah, no, <laughs> but not a, not not a well known or predict- particularly productive supporting cast as a whole, mm-hmm. rather than one singular player. Yeah, um, to having one of the more dynamic receiving cores, including tight ends in the league so uh, that's an impressive move from their uh, their their back office and their GM coach owner etc so uh, yeah I'm impressed with that uh, and shows investment with James Winston which is always good yes. and a confidence boost for a young a young quarterback um, one thing that's also huge is if they are friends which I'm assuming they are based on the show mm-hmm. um, that should hopefully 
stop any animosity with regards to touches. So if one person's yeah. been through to more than the other, hopefully they're then just supportive rather than having what can be a controversial ri- rivalry within their wide receiver group. So mm-hmm. that's good news. Good news all round for the Bucks there. Other high draft picks they, they did them. And the second round was Justin Evans, safety from Texas A&M. Yep. And Kendall Beckwith, linebacker from LSU in the third. Mm-hmm. So uh, improved the spine of the team. And you've got Joe McCoy obviously still there. He's been funny. Apparently he's been very funny. He's That's been very, I keep very hearing. funny. Yeah. You need to watch this episode. I will man. watch him. I'll watch this him is so back. much better than last year. Oh, I bet it is. <laughs> yeah. Factory of Sadness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was horrific. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I bet it is. I will watch it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, McCoy's, McCoy's obviously a beast. He's one of the top three defensive tackles in the league. Yep. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, excellent spine of that team, like you say. Good leadership there as well. Devonte, uh, Levante David and um, yeah Quan Alexander Quan Alexander in, in the linebacking course so uh, yeah but expect big things from the Buccaneers this year a couple of big names out Mike Lennon was the big one to Chicago on a 45 million dollar deal mm-hmm. still expected to be starting this he's uh, been this announced weekend. as the starter yeah he has and uh, Russell Shepard wide receiver has gone to Carolina on a three year 10 million deal but they already not, upgraded anyway. Not so I'm big, not, not crying not tears over are they? No, and they won't be either. So that's absolutely fine. No. I'm expecting big things from them. Let's hear it then, King. Come on. What are they doing? It was 9-7 and seven last year. Big things. Big things. You ready? Yeah. 10 wins. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 10 wins. Ten, 10 wins. 10 wins. Big I'll things. tell you what, though, for the box. It's not to be sniffed at, man. Ten wins for any team in the NFL yeah. is not to be sniffed at. No. That is big wins. Mm. So, yeah. And I convincing think wins, we think, now. That is, than... and that's also, regardless of how the Falcons do and how well we expect them to do, ten wins typically gets you in a wildcard spot. So, uh, that looks like playoff. I would, I would love to see him in the playoffs this year. I would as well. I would. I like to see Hard Knocks teams get in the playoffs. Because yeah. typically you don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that's enough for the Bucks then. I think so. Let's move Let's on. Let's move on to the 7 and 9 New Orleans Saints. Yep. Okay. Lordy, did they have a lot of signings in the off season. Yeah, can we just do the highlights cuz they've will try. Got so many. I will try, but they did so many. They cut so many that they drove to the, they they picked in as well. Um let's just look at some of them. So uh Alex Okafor, defensive end from uh, Arizona. He came across on the one-year deal. Uh that's AJ Klein, linebacker from Carolina, on a four-year, twenty-four million dollar deal. Mm-hmm. That's a good pickup, really. Yeah, only twenty-six. Uh, your old boy Mante Teo. Not quite sure. Well, he's a backup, isn't he? I suppose. Well, I don't know. Their defense is, uh, has been notoriously oh, bad true. over the last few years, so he <laughs> might start from. He's not a bad player. He's no. um, he's just he's not going to set the world alight, but he's um, he's a good tackler. He uh, reads the game quite well. He's Chase- just not an elite athlete, which is no. Uh, which is sort of put a hamper on proceedings with regards to his career. Chase Daniel is the official backup brought in from Philadelphia on a one-year $900,000 deal uh, to back up Drew Brees, mm-hmm. who is now entering his 16th season. Mm-hmm. Uh, 38, Drew Brees. Uh, Adrian Peterson was the big signing, though, uh, running back from Oklahoma. Adrian Peterson. Yeah, you, you're you're still saying Oklahoma despite oh, yeah. <laughs> playing for the Vikings. Did he play for the Vikings? All oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, two million, sorry, two year, seven million dollar deal. Yeah, and uh, to go into a backfield that that has Mark Ingram, who who had a real breakout yeah. season last year. So uh, yeah, and Alvin Kamara they drafted in the third round. 
Yeah, they've uh, suddenly got a busy backfield, haven't they? So uh, they do. Good for them. I'm worried about Drew Brees. Don't you shrink with age? You get smaller <laughs> with age. That's just in the shower, I think. Oh God! <laughs> right, tough one. Do you, man? Yeah. The other one, the other big name was Ted Ginn. Yeah. He's uh, he's turned up there. Wide receiver. Not a big name by name. Carolina. A big name. I won't say Ohio State. Yeah. Uh, three year, eleven million dollar deal. Yep. Um, that's not bad, I suppose. They've got Brandon Coleman, Tommy Lee Lewis, and Michael Thomas as the other wide receivers there. Yeah, do you remember when they had Brandon Cooks and... Uh, yeah, I do, yeah. And uh, Good times. Jimmy Graham? Jimmy Graham was the other one I was pausing, because <laughs> I forgot his name. Um, I swooped in and saved you, though. Thank you. Do you remember <laughs> when they had those guys? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, but Ted Ginn's great. <laughs> well, they've got Michael Humanawanoi. Michael Thomas, I think, is going to have a big year this year. Yes. He's the guy. Speaking of Ohio State wide receivers, he's the guy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, he's going to have a big breakout year. He did me well in fantasy last year. Yes. So. Um, let's also look. So they picked up Clay Harbour at tight end from Detroit, but he's on the injured reserve list. Yep. Don't care about him then. No. Um, yeah, I'm not going to go through the eight players that they picked up but then didn't make the 53 yeah no let's There's not talk no about them point, at all no point at all no uh, let's see then so Nick Fairley is on the reserve non-football injury uh, illness what's he done we talked about this with the uh, doctors with the heart condition saying that he shouldn't play again yeah don't don't play no. you've made no. your money no uh, Willie Sneed wide receiver is on the suspended list for three games for a DUI okay so he'll be available in October he's a good player though Willie Sneed he is a good player yeah, the really good season last year. He did very good season. Yeah, stepped up him and uh, him and Thomas together as a duo was uh, was exciting to watch. Let's just talk about their draft picks then quickly. So Marshall Lattimore was their first pick, cornerback from Ohio State. Yeah, he fell into their laps. They he did. could not believe he was still available when he was. So yeah. Uh, yeah, a real solid pickup for a secondary that we called Swiss cheese. I think the whole of last year. Mm-hmm. Holy old defensive it's back one group. One there. of the most uh, ridiculous. Backfields, isn't it? Really, it was so defensive um, backfield. Yeah, so I think that 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 addition on its own would would make this off season a success. So that was a really good pick up, and uh, they did well to be patient and wait for him to come back. So uh, yeah, good for them. They had the second pick in the first round. That was Ryan Ramchick, tackle from Wisconsin. Yeah, good pick up. Yeah, I like a tackle from Wisconsin. They tend to be uh, robust, solid, and and well dependable. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, uh, yeah good pick up. Second round safety, Marcus Williams is looking pretty good. And uh, Von Bell was another uh, rookie they picked up from Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alvin Kamara, we said, was a third round running back. And Alex Anzalone, linebacker. That's a good pickup as well from Florida. And Trey Hendrickson, a defensive end. What are these third round picks? Yeah, they've done... Well, they traded... Um, they had some picks available, didn't they? From yeah. Some of the trades they made. But um, yeah, no, real solid picks. What I like as well is they've gone for... I, I, I do like a small school steal that no one's ever heard of but one thing you can you know when they come out of those big schools the likes of Tennessee the likes of Ohio State etc um, th- where they've drafted from is they're going to have the best coaching they're going to be well coached coming into the league so hopefully that transition's a bit swifter for a team that, that certainly needs some help and some some new blood based on the last couple of seasons' performances. I think they've also made some good moves in releasing some players. Yeah, uh, Jari Evans was the biggest move. Thirty-four-year-old guard went to Green Bay. Yeah, B.W. Webb, cornerback, went to Chicago, and Tim Hightower, running back, went to San Fran. Yeah, but no, no one big. You know, they moved out some older players. 
and there's a lot of people they've brought in. So sometimes you've got to worry about how that's going to gel. There's just so many new faces. Yeah, they needed an injection of youth, though. It was an yeah. aging team that was was being their sort of deficiencies were being masked by what is still an excellent quarterback um, and someone who can go out there and win you games. Um, he's maybe not in that top five group that he was in for a very, very long time, but mm-hmm. he uh, he still has the tools to, to sling it around and, and cause you real problems. So, yeah. Um, that, that masked a lot of the issues they have, so I'm glad that they've got this injection of youth and uh, get a rebuild beyond Drew Brees' 38-year-old body <laughs> right, once yeah. he uh, once he retires. So, uh, no, I think there were, there were some really good moves, not only for this year, but for the organisation moving forward as well. Yeah, so what are we thinking then? Is it going to be a good year for the Saints? No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> oh, popping that balloon. No, I think maybe six wins. Six, okay. So one less than yeah. last. Okay. All right. All right. Let's finish this off then, King. Let's. There's one more team that was actually in the Super Bowl just two years ago. Yeah, that's amazing. The Carolina Panthers ended 6-10, and ten, bottom of the NFC South last yep. year. And... Uh, yeah, it's difficult to find any any positives really coming out of a. Uh, oh, Luke Keekley's back. Yeah, but again, should he? No, in my opinion. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you have so many head injuries, you should stop playing. I get he's young. I get he wants to play. He's all about football. But we sorry, man. As we've been for every other team, there has been a pattern emerging where only old players have been signed up by the Panthers as well. Yeah, there seems to be a real. Uh, they've got their core group though for... they've still got the same almost the same squad they had when they got to Super Bowl yeah so I think they're pretty happy they don't want to make drastic change. I know they had a terrible season last year but they don't want to make drastic changes I don't think they think they're that far off mm. well the biggest move in was Matt Khalil from yep. Minnesota 55 and a half million oh. five year deal good for him uh, for the, yeah yeah uh the other one then Captain Munley his brother's there as well isn't it so it's going to be two two Khalil brothers on the offensive line no I think actually Ryan Khalil got cut oh god (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you make the 53 oh my god that's (laughs) horrific because they play the same position don't they yeah but you could kick one to guard yeah I know but (laughs) yeah I'm pretty sure that one got yeah that Ryan Khalil got cut oh my god that's hilarious owie can you imagine getting cut for your brother (laughs) Oh, God. <laughs> Welcome to the team. Oh, I'll pack my bags. Yeah. Can't wait to play without you. Yeah. Can't wait to play without you. <laughs> Captain Munlin, the uh, 29-year-old cornerback from Minnesota, he came across on a four-year $17 million deal. Okay. Julius Peppers returned to the the city that drafted him. Uh, $3.5 million one-year deal. That's a nice story, though. That is nice. Yeah, I like that he's gone back there to retire. Mike Adams, the 36-year-old safety we talked about, has gone from Indianapolis yep. for 4.2 mil. Mm-hmm. And uh, Russell Shepard, wide receiver from Tampa Bay, three-year $10 million deal. Yep. Uh, Charles Johnson as well from Minnesota, but he's just a third-choice receiver. He is indeed. Um, yes. There's a lot of people on the injured reserve list. Go. Brenton Bursin, Don't wide receiver. Care. Dan France. Don't care. Gino Gretkowski. Mm. Drew Iddings. Nope. Charles Johnson. Okay, that's good. L- LJ McRae. Yep. Fred Ross. Chris Scott. Scott Simonson. Teddy Williams and David Yankee. Yeah, I don't really mind that. <laughs> don't really mind. None of them are big names, so they won't worry about that too much. No, they won't worry too much. No. 
the big players that left them, Mike Remmers, right tackle, uh, 28 years old, went uh, to Minnesota on a five-year, $30 million deal. Yep. AJ Klein, we talked about, went to New Orleans, as did Ted Ginn. Mike Tolbert, the 31-year-old fullback, has gone to Buffalo. Trey Boston, free safety, went to the Chargers. Leonard Johnson, cornerback, went to Buffalo, as did Corey Brown, wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, so let's look at their draft picks then. Christian McCaffrey is the big name, first round uh, He is pick. a big name. There's news today that they reckon there's a whole slew of uh, plays being made just for him. Yep. He's got his own section of the playbook. He looks great. I think they're going to use him. He looks great. They should. They need to use him. Yeah. They need to use him. That's one position that you can transition quite quickly from uh, from college to the pros. So they need to use him. And they need to use him in both, in in sort of the passing and the running game. Yes. Yeah. He's, uh, he's that kind of playmaker. Just give him 20 touches. Give him 20 touches a game and he will he will make some plays. So uh, that's exciting. Not necessarily the running back. I think they would, if they had the choice of him and Fournette, I think they would have gone with the smash mouth Fournette. But mm-hmm. maybe this is the changing of the guard. They've so, still uh, got uh, Jonathan Stewart there. Of course, they have to be careful of injuries as always. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I like McCaffrey. I think he's a good option. Hopefully we'll take the ball out of uh, Cam Newton's hands. Curtis Samuel was a very similar player to Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, in terms second of round the... pick. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, let's go for one and two. Yeah, let's do that. And, didn't uh, get that necessarily didn't no. think that was an area of need but I suppose they can play him in the slot I don't know well they've got Kelvin Benjamin and Devin Funchess those two tall wide receivers on yep. either side yep so Curtis Samuel's going to be the one in the middle running the cross field isn't he I suppose yeah you guess so you guess so but um, yeah he's he's a, he's a dynamic player but not necessarily an area of, I think there was other places they could have invested that pick Unless yes. they uh, unless they just had him graded higher than everyone else, so. they picked up Taylor Morton as well, a tackle from Western Michigan in the second round as well. Yeah, not a bad pick up there. They no, need some more help on the line. Yeah, absolutely, especially uh, with the loss. Yeah, of Mac. Indeed. And uh, Deshaun Hall, defensive end, third round from Texas A and M. Don't really know him that well, so yeah. I can't really comment on that. Unfortunately. Okay, that's fine. I mean, yeah, they haven't done an awful lot of moves. They've still got people like uh, your man Greg Olson. He is my man. Yeah, you love Greg Olson. I do love Greg Olson. So what's happening with the Panthers this year then, King? Is it going to be another gloomy season? I think it might be, actually. I like, I love Keekley. I think he's one of the best yep. players in the league. I like Davis. He's a consummate professional and a gr- just a, a, a great linebacker. I love Olsen. He might be my favourite tight end in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I but. still have an issue with Cam Newton under pressure. Yes. I don't think he deals with it very well. No. I think the secondary by committee, rather than having an out-and-out star like they had in Josh Norman, um, I'm still not certain on that. I know that they think that you build from the front and then the back end's less of a worry, and, and they've they've invested in that. But if they don't get pass rush, they're going to get torched by teams. And you look at the teams in their division, Matt Ryan, Julio Jones as a one-two combination. You look at the Saints. You've got Thomas and Breeze. What about Jameis Winston? Oh, sorry. Yeah, well, I've not got there yet. Oh, right, sorry. Oh, did I say Bucks? I said meant Falcons, sorry. Falcons, Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. You've then got the Saints. You've got Thomas and Breeze. And mm-hmm. then you've got Mike Evans and Jameis Winston. I'm sorry, if you've not got a good secondary and they can stop your pass rush, you will get torched. Mm. So I think it's a really bad division for them to play in and try and win games. Because if you don't win the division, you're not making the playoffs. And I think those teams are going to beat them. 
So I think that I think you're right. The other ones have just moved forwards. Absolutely. And the Panthers just haven't moved They've forwards. They've become static. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So I think six wins, maybe. Same as last year. Yeah. I just think the other teams have have made dramatic improvements or a team that was already out and out the best team in that division mm-hmm. and one of the best teams besides one and a half quarters last year in the whole league is uh, has has not had any real losses and made some decent acquisitions in the in in the draft predominantly but yeah it's yeah it's it's a growing you've got a Saints team with a great quarterback who've made developments you've got an about Adrian team. Peterson they can look at him and yeah. the crowd can get get hyped about absolutely, that absolutely absolutely and you've got the Buccaneers who are an emerging team similar to the Titans we touched on earlier mm-hmm. um, as well I just I don't see this as a good division for the Panthers I think six wins I think you're right I think the other ones just have have got more positivity around them that's the real there seems to be a bit of a grey cloud over Carolina yeah, it's just odd isn't it yeah it's just odd they had that keep pounding and everyone was involved and yeah last year it just looked dysfunctional mm. so uh, yeah we'll it's, see it's a happens. real shame because it's a great franchise as well but, it is um, it is a great franchise yeah well, there we go, King. We have managed to get through all 32 teams. Are we done? In four weeks. Yeah, we've done it. Oh, my God. That's it. I feel better and for now, that. Yeah. I think we've we've given fair time to all of them. I think so. And I think it's now time for us to get on and watch some football. I can't wait. So, yeah. Finally, we get into the regular season, where for those of you that were listening last season, we pick a game of the week each to actually focus on rather than spending too much time on each game. And uh, we will round up the other ones, of course. There'll be loads of other stuff we need to do through the season. Um, yeah, I just can't wait to get on with it now. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, if you are new to the podcast, then welcome. And uh, if you liked it, please make sure you subscribe. Uh, you can get on t- uh, to iTunes and uh, DoublePod. Mm-hmm. That's my personal favourite as an Android uh, owner. Yeah, I'm, an, I'm, I'm not an idiot, so I own an iPhone. <laughs> so I, I listen on iTunes. <laughs> Yeah, or, right, or right. the Apple Podcast app all actually right, is right. what it is make sure yeah. you subscribe and uh, give us some likes as well mm-hmm. that's quite nice some nice reviews yes, we've had some good reviews yeah we have um, we need to say thank you so much to Jim Wyatt at Titans Online you can check him out on Twitter at Sports. check us out on Twitter at Jim and the King of course and go to JimTheKing.com if you want to check out any of our old shows stuff like that but that's it then King until next week when we finally get to talk about some NFL games yeah I've been Jim, that's been The King, and thank you so much for listening.